ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, May 11th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get your text in this hour. We're going to update you on what happened with Marshall softball earlier today. Not that long ago, the Thundering Herd was in a battle with Coastal Carolina, and the Thundering Herd getting the runs in the sixth, holding on top of the seventh, beating Coastal Carolina 2-1. So Marshall will face South Alabama at 5 p.m. That is going to be tomorrow. So congratulations to the Thundering Herd for advancing to the semifinals. I told you, this Marshall team might be the one to win that championship. Of course, everybody's going to be watching the game tomorrow, right? You're not going to tune into the show. It's 5 o'clock tomorrow. You're all going to be flipping over to ESPN+. Plus. I might do that as well. You think they could have scheduled this to be more convenient to me? 5 o'clock tomorrow? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it while we're on the air. For those of you uh, listening to us uh, driving home, we'll try to get you updated as you uh, travel tomorrow. So... Let's uh, get you caught up on what happened. We usually have Pirates baseball today, but the Pirates are off. They lost to the Rockies 4-3 to yesterday. It was a close game. Uh, the Pirates did take a 3-1 lead top of the sixth inning, but the um, Rockies scored three runs in the bottom of the inning. The um, Pirates did have a chance to tie the game, uh, unable to do so. So the Pirates are off today. Uh, yesterday, the Thundering Herd, Dropped a road game. We're talking baseball now. Marshall took on Moorhead State. Lost 6-2. to two. The Herd was held to just five hits in the contest. And Moorhead had a pair of really good innings to get the win. Moorhead State scored four runs in the first inning and two runs in the sixth inning to take a 6-0 lead. Marshall did get on the board in the seventh inning. And... The Thundering Herd, sort of playing it out, it feels like. In action on Saturday, three-game series at Appalachian State. So hopefully the Thundering Herd can get to uh, at least a little bit more respectable mark on the record. But we're all right now following softball, let's be honest. Softball is where it's at for us right now. Hopefully baseball will get it turned around for next season. Definitely softball is where it's at as the Herd will now face off against South Alabama. Uh, I think Marshall and Coastal Carolina is really turning into a nice little rivalry. What do you think? You feel that the two programs sort of like to beef with each other? You feeling that a little bit? I'm starting to feel that as far as you get a little bit more fired up, at least in softball, Marshall, Coastal Carolina, that might be a thing here. I don't know if that's going to be a thing in football. I still think Marshall App is the thing in football. At least that's what I'm pushing for. Maybe Marshall James Madison. I know we've had this conversation before. Which team do you think is the biggest rival for the Thundering Herd? And it does change sport by sport. If you ask Marshall soccer, it's going to be Kentucky, obviously. Yes, yeah, softball, it might be Coastal Carolina. 
as the herd took care of business today. You know, I won't even know with women's basketball. And again, it's it's more of a fan-driven thing because these players change so much. With the transfer portal, football team, yeah, you got some of the guys that are around maybe last year going, yeah, we, we, we get after this team a lot. But I don't know. That might have to be more of a fan-driven thing now. Yeah, definitely not a base of knowledge when you bring in new players every year. Speaking of bringing in new players, uh, yesterday – a former linebacker for the Florida State Seminoles, uh, now with the Thundering Herd, Stephen Dix Jr. He was a four-star prospect and the 19th-rated outside linebacker recruit in the country, signed with Florida State in 2019, played in all 12 games in 2021, made 14 tackles with one pass breakup. However, he did miss the 2022 season with an injury. So made the announcement. Twitter going to continue his career transferring to Marshall. Uh, several players actually transferred from Florida State. And that's um, that's interesting because despite the transfers, uh, Florida State finished the season ranked number three in ESPN's post-spring power rankings, if that means anything. So some good news there. Now, on the women's basketball side, a couple of days ago, we had Marshall women's basketball coach Kim Stevens, and she alluded to that, hey, you know, we've got someone else that we're, we're talking to, we're working on. I can't comment. Probably going to happen soon. And we left it at that. And so yesterday, Tamia Lawhorn, she's going to continue with the Thundering Herd. She played as a forward for the George Mason Patriots women's basketball team. She made the announcement on Twitter. She was going to be playing with the Thundering Herd. If you go back and look at her career, her, her seasons. Now, I'll go from early to latest. 2019-20 season, 29 games. Averaged 6.8 points and 3.9 rebounds a game. Had a season high of 19 points and four three-pointers and a win over Florida back on December 1st, 2020. 2020-21 season, 23 games, averaged 9.7 points and 4.6 rebounds per game. Had a career-high 22 points against George Washington on January 4th, 2021. 21-22 season, played in 25 games, averaged 5.7 points and 2.4 rebounds per game. Career-high, 24 points and 6 three-pointers and a win over LaSalle and the Atlantic 10 Tournament. So she is going to be playing for the Thundering Herd. And how aggressive has Kim Stevens been in the transfer portal? You have a young, energetic coach. You have a young, energetic coach that plays an energetic style of basketball. You have a coach trying to hit the ground running, build a program, has a championship pedigree. The expectation is winning championships, not be good. So that's the expectation. You come from a, a program that competes for championships. You move up to Division One. You've got a roster. You've got some talent on your roster, but you need more. You're going to have players transfer out, obviously. You're going to have players graduate. So you're trying to build your roster. And what's the quickest way to do that? Hit the transfer portal. Talk to those players that maybe you tried to go after before. She even alluded to on the show a couple of days ago. You know, there, there was a, a player or two that she just didn't didn't think she could go get. 
dreamed of because she's Division Two, and there are some players that are going to look at that and go, hey, Coach, thanks, but I'm playing D1. And so now she's at a Division One program, and she can go be a little bit more aggressive, make the case, hey, come to Marshall. We're building things here. You can be a part of it. Transfer portal will make you competitive quick if you can work it. And that's the key. you got to be able to work the transfer portal. I mean, look at the look at the machine that is being built at Marshall's football offices for recruiting. You rec- it's always recruiting. I mean, look, Stephen Dix Jr. coming into the herd, always recruiting, always talking, always looking for the best player you possibly can. So I think that's what we're going to see with women's basketball. We're going to see that with football. I think with these younger coaches that are coming in, they're more attuned to the transfer portal. And that's not ageism. That's not me slighting any other coach at Marshall University. Don't take it as such. What I'm saying is, you know, when you have younger coaches coming in, they're hungry, they're aggressive, they're going to work the transfer portal a little bit more. They are going to try to go get the best player they possibly can. You know, they're not married to the style of, okay, let's go get some kids out of high school and you know we'll build a program based off that. They're not married to that at all. They're open to, hey, let's go recruit kids out of high school. Let's go hit the transfer portal. Let's always keep our eyes open. You know, if there's someone that is available that can help us, let's go talk to that person. If there's a kid that's coming up that we think we can develop and they can stay. And then that's the other thing. You go after high school kids. And you bring them in, you try to develop them, and then they feel like, okay, hey, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm going to try to see if I can improve my situation. We talked to a few high school coaches. Yeah, It's absolutely hurting, hurting high school recruiting. Because if you're a good player, you're going to get a look. If you're a high-level player, you're going to get a look. That's no question there. If you are a marginal player, someone that maybe you have some potential – Got to fill out the roster. You take a fly on the kid, bring him along, develop him. I mean, now, I don't see that as much. It's because, again, players are moving around. They have more flexibility. They have uh, more of a system where they can be pretty fluid. You know what? I didn't like how spring went. I'm in the transfer portal. I don't like my situation. I want to play. I'm, I don't want to be a backup any longer. I'm going to transfer portal. Don't like the coach. Transfer portal. I got a better offer somewhere else. There are better opportunities for me, for my brand. Transfer portal. So it's good to see coaches that are able to work it. And, again, you know, it gives and it takes. That's always the thing about the transfer portal. you got to remember that. It always gives and it always takes. And, of course, you know, that's why Marshall's trying to work the portal, bring kids in, try to enhance the program, try to make Marshall as attractive as it possibly can. And speaking of which, I went down to you – know, I had to drive by the stadium this morning. So I went over to where they're taking down the erector set. It looks beautiful. The erector set coming down, it's glorious. Absolutely glorious to see that. I've always hated that seating design. 
some of you on Twitter commented about that. They're going to miss me dogging those erector seats. Yeah, like my work is done here. I just never liked it. I I liked it when the stadium was a little bit more open. You had the the grassy hill. Fans could sit on the grassy hill. You had the score. I like the old school scoreboard. Now, I know we're going to get an amazing scoreboard here out of this. Right, we're going to get an amazing scoreboard. It's going to look fantastic. It's going to really fill the stadium out. It's going to look nice. It's going to freshen things up a little bit more. And hopefully that's just the beginning of things around the stadium to try to freshen it up. But I like the old style. Not going to get that back, but yeah, if you can do something there and have a little bit more of a, uh, a consistent look, that's going to be amazing. Absolutely. So it was fun today. I went by there and just you know, saw the old scoreboard. I even had a couple people tell me they didn't like the Marshall M scoreboard. I didn't know that was that was a thing. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is that a thing? That people didn't like the Block M scoreboard? Didn't like the Marshall M in the form of a scoreboard? You didn't like that? Are you going to see the uh, the scoreboard on the Shuey building? Is that going to get replaced eventually too? Take that one down? Uh, I've always thought that the scoreboard on the Shuey should be above the Shuey. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I always felt that there should be a scoreboard that's not the block M, by the way. I, I didn't like that. I just I didn't like them taking away window views from the shoey. Instead, put that scoreboard over the shoey. You see what I'm saying here? You know, you could have a smaller, maybe a smaller version of the one you're doing in the end zone and just have that over the shoey if you want to have two scoreboards. I mean, do you need two scoreboards for each end zone? Video boards. Let's let me qualify that. Video boards. You need you need qual yeah. You need two video boards like that, or can you maybe get rid of that one and try to put one over the shoey, a little bit smaller to complement the new one you're going to put in. I know I'm spending a lot of money here. I'm spending a lot of herd bucks here right now, just telling the administration, what they should do next. But that's that's it. That's my pet peeve right now. The, the end zone seats are going down, so that's my pet peeve. I want the other scoreboard to be changed. I'm doing pretty good right now. That's my only gripe. That's my only gripe. I think, um, I think I'm doing okay here. So we'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Uh, we got some things to clean up from yesterday. We'll do that. We'll get your text in. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got more coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone number this hour, if you want to get in on the text, it's 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. We take your text every day during the drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Earlier today, if you just joined us, Marshall softball advancing. Thundering Herd beating Coastal Carolina 2-1. to one. 
Marshall faces South Alabama at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Had to be 5 o'clock. It had to be 5 o'clock, didn't it? Had to be. That's okay. I'll share the time frame with the Thundering Herd, but the Herd's got to win to get to Saturday. That's uh, that's all I'm asking for here for the Thundering Herd. You know, something we didn't get a chance to really talk much about yesterday was Tavion Kinsey. He got uh, some pre-draft workout invites from the Atlanta Hawks, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Boston Celtics. That's pretty good. So here's an opportunity now for Tavion to get up and close and personal with some teams that are, are looking to evaluate players. And that's a good sign because if you're doing the pre-draft workout, that means these teams are interested. They're trying to determine if you're going to be a good fit. And there's interest there. That's the big takeaway here is there's interest in Tavion Kinsey. Now, Tavion's going to go down as one of the all-time greats of Marshall University. So if he could just add to that, the next level for him being in the NBA, sky's the limit, right? If he hits the NBA, if he hits the NBA and sticks, Tavion's the type of guy that would come back. Tavion's the type of player that would when it's all said and done, or even before he would come back when he could to Marshall. And that would be good for the program as well. It would be nice to get another Marshall guy in the NBA. So this is definitely going to boost his chances of at least being in the conversation, maybe on a draft board for a team or two, taking a look at him. And if that's the case and it comes down to it, Maybe you take a fly on this guy and say, you know what? He might be a project for us. He might fit in. That's pretty good. So if this works out, he might get a little bit more of attention. And that's the thing. It's on him. He's got the opportunity now. He's made the opportunity, but he's got it. So if he does better than we hope, he might get a little bit more attention from some other teams. And I'm hoping that that's the case for him. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to – I'm actually going to be watching the NBA draft. I haven't done that fully in a long time. I paid attention to the NFL draft this year briefly, but again, it's the NFL draft. It's an all-day event. I watched more of the first night than the second night. And I hate to say this, but I can go about my day and do other things. I was listening to it on the radio as well. It has some background in it, but I had the app set – let me know. Give me a notification. Okay, here's the Bengals drafted. Great. This time, I want to watch it. See if Tavion gets his name called. And that would be super fantastic to say that, hey, here's a Marshall guy that we all know, we all love, and he just made the NBA. Text lines 304-396-TALK, 304 304- Three nine six eight two five five. You want to be a part of today's edition of the Drive here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. We'll get your text in. We will get you updated on everything that's going on. Something else. When we come back, we didn't talk enough about. Of course, was the the Marshall announcement that it's going to be playing Ohio State. That's a big deal. We didn't really get too much into that yesterday so i think we should and of course we'll get your text in all when we continue with this edition of the drive espn 94.1 and am 930 
We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Thursday, May 11th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Let's go to the text line. I like this one. Texter wrote in and said, I will be making the trip to Columbus. It backfired on me not traveling to Notre Dame. I ain't missing the next upset. Go herd. How do you feel about that? I mean, we're not even in 2023 yet. We had spring ball, but that that can only go so far. You get into practice for the upcoming season. You get into the season. And then after all of that's done, you rinse and repeat. You go to the transfer portal again. You have kids that will leave. You have kids that will come in and you repeat the process. Are you feeling already that might be maybe Marshall at that point? can give Ohio State a lot of fits? Absolutely. I had this conversation this morning. So here's the background to this. Bill Cornwell, it's sort of like a baton handoff. You know, Bill's in here in the morning doing doing the Bill Cornwell news and doing all that stuff. He's like, hey, how about Ohio State Marshall 2024? I'm like, yeah. I said, I hope the herd you know, can be competitive in that. And he said, hey, last time Marshall was there, it was really close. And I said, yeah, but you had Bob Pruitt coaching. Yeah, it Was that the difference maker? You had, you had the veteran, Bob Pruitt, coaching. I'm not trying to say that Coach Huff couldn't coach a football game against Ohio State. I mean, he, he upset Notre Dame, so obviously he can take a big boy down. I was just saying to Bill, yeah, you know, that was pretty special because that was Bob Pruitt. Bob, big game Bob in that game. Coaching. That was fun. It was, it was nice to go up there and see so many people on edge the way the herd – just would not go away and die in that game. So the Texture's making the trip to Columbus. Gotta get your gotta get your tickets in now, right? How's that work? You gotta be a part of the big green, I think. That's gonna be the deal. You gotta be a season ticket holder, a member of the big green. I think that's where the priority is gonna go. So if you're not one of those two, if you're not a big green member, you're not a season ticket holder, you're either going to go in the secondary market or you know, you're going to get a ticket from a friend that's an Ohio State alum or, or something. You're, you know, there'll be ways. I'm sure there'll be ways herd fans get into this game. But I guarantee you Marshall will sell its allotment out, and then herd fans will find a way to get into that game. 304-396-TALK, 304 304- Three nine six eight two five five. That was something I wanted to talk about yesterday, but really didn't have enough time. But with a game like that, is that where you want to see Marshall go in the future? You want to see more of the maybe one or two Power Five schools on the non-conference side. You want to see. You don't want to see one double A's. You don't want to see FCS schools. You want to see Marshall taking on big boys, right? 
Marshall taking on quality opponents. Here's your schedule in 2024. This is according to FBSschedules.com. I always reference FBS schedules just to make sure that I have the latest and greatest. Stony Brook at Virginia Tech, Western Michigan at Ohio State. Here's the schedule in 2023. You have Albany. You have East Carolina on the road, Virginia Tech, and at NC State. 2025 is Army at home, Western Michigan on the road, East Carolina, and then at Middle Tennessee. And then 2026 at Penn State, Middle Tennessee at Army. 2027, you have at Ohio, you have Boise State, and you have Bowling Green. Those are home games, and that's the latest and greatest keeping up with it if you follow FB schedules. And that's where I go to try to remember sometimes where some of these games are coming up. But that 2024 game, you have that Stony Brook game, so that's your tune-up, right? That's your tune-up. Then, right at it at Virginia Tech. And at that point, you won't be a stranger to Virginia Tech because you'll be seeing them in 2023. Then you have Western Michigan. And that'll be fun for those of us who remember the days of the Mid-American Conference. Marshall-Western Michigan really meant something for a while. It was a good competitive match. If you're a little younger, you don't remember those games directly. Maybe you didn't come to herd football until later. I thought Marshall-Western Michigan was always a fun matchup, and I, I liked it. And then, of course, you got the game at Ohio State. And I'm okay with Middle Tennessee as well on the schedule. That was a team that I wanted to see the herd get after. So on the football field, I'm good with it. I'm good with the road trip to Western Michigan. I'm good with Middle Tennessee being at home and home. Army is Army. There's no doubt Army doesn't matter how good they are, how bad they are. It's Army. It's pretty good. And then in 2027, Boise State. Boise State. Bowling Green, by this point, it's and here's the good news. The Bowling Green game's in Huntington. You don't have to worry about going up the Bowling Green. I don't care what you need to do. If you need to pull, you need to play Bowling Green. You just give them what they want. Bring them to Huntington. Do not play Bowling Green at Bowling Green. Give them what they want. So, are you okay with where the schedule is going? Are you happy? I mean, the Ohio State games are real. That's the biggest game on this future schedule. That's the biggest game right now. It's bigger than any game on the 2023 schedule. It's the biggest game on the 2024 schedule. It's bigger than any game on the 2025 schedule. It's bigger than Penn State on the 2026 schedule. It's definitely bigger than any game on the 2027 schedule. I mean, I don't think we're going to see any changing of of schedules here anymore. I think we're almost set. You know, 26, 27, you you got to work on a little bit more. But this is what you want to see in the future, right? I would like to see maybe – I would be okay with – like in 2024, I would be okay with Stony Brook only because you're – at Virginia Tech, you're at Ohio State. But 
I think I want to see those type of, of opponents not so much. I would be okay with a, let's say, you want to play a conference USA. Well, the thing is, you're trying to guarantee home games. So would you be okay with a conference USA game? Would you be okay with a more Mac? Now, I know that's very divisive right now for some of you. A lot of fans, when I talk to you, you don't want to play Mac schools. You have that mentality. Don't don't want to play Mac schools. You have to. You have to. There were some good rivalries there. Playing Ohio needs to happen. Playing Western Michigan needs to happen. I don't know if you want to play Akron. Maybe Toledo. Would you play Toledo? Give me a list. Which Mac schools do you not want to ever see again? Which Mac schools are you good with? Or are you okay with the opening up with an FCS opponent? Are you good with that? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Final segment coming up and your text when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our final segment. It is Thursday, May 11th. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So tonight, we're all going to be sitting at our televisions, right? We're going to all sit by the computer, Twitter, wherever you're going to be sitting tonight. We're all going to be waiting for the NFL schedule to be announced. And if you say you're not, you're lying to me right now. You know you are. We do know this. Patrick McHolmes and the Chiefs are going to kick off the season against the Detroit Lions. That's going to make Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Spencer Adkins really happy. Aaron Rodgers and the Buffalo Bills. It's not the Jets versus the Bills. It's Aaron Rodgers with the Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. That's Monday night football. The Chiefs are going to host the Lions on Thursday night football on September 7th. That's going to get a lot of people fired up. But I think we're all excited. When's the last time you were excited for Monday night football? Raise your hand. I don't see too many of them. That's going to be a – we're going to see right away. Okay, here he is. He's Aaron Rodgers. I heard he's a really bad man, and he's going to be facing off against the Bills. Now, we'll get the full schedule tonight. Now, we do know that there's going to be a a rematch of the NFC Championship game in Week 13. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles will play host to the San Francisco 49ers on December 3rd. Let me shout this out. That is Herald-Dispatch beat writer Luke Creasy's Philadelphia Eagles. The... Chiefs will host the AFC West rival Las Vegas Raiders in an early game on Christmas Day. The Cowboys will visit San Francisco on Sunday night football in week five. How about that? 
Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence are going to be the first NFL team to play two international games in the same season. They're going to spend back-to-back weeks in London. I don't know if I'm down with that, especially if I'm a Jags fan, but you can always make the trip. So the Jags are going to host the Falcons October 1st. It's going to be at Wembley Stadium. And then they're going to visit the Bills at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on October 8th. They were going to do this in 2020, but the pandemic canceled those games. So this is sort of the makeup here. The Titans are going to play host to the Ravens on October 15th. This is an international game. The Chiefs are going to take on the Dolphins in Germany November 5th. The Patriots are going to take on the Colts in Frankfurt November 12th. And also... Aaron Rodgers and his Jets will play host to the Dolphins in the first Black Friday game on November 24th. The Eagles will host the New York Giants on Christmas Day. And the Chiefs will host Joe Burrow and your Cincinnati Bengals. Week 17. Week 17. And... That's a New Year's Eve game, if I understand that correctly. So, what are you hoping to see? I think we're going to see a lot of primetime games for the Bengals. The good news is the Bengals don't have to do international games, and I'm completely fine with that. I don't know if I 100% like the international games just yet. I get that, that you want to grow the sport, and so you want to have events in other countries, and I completely get that. At the same time, I don't know if I would be focusing on London more than maybe, say, Mexico. Maybe build my fan base in Mexico a little bit more. Would you venture up north a little bit? Would Just throw a bone to Canada now and then. Could you see an NFL game in Canada? I mean, they like football in Canada, or at least some approximation of it with Canadian football. They like some form of football. Did I tell you years ago I met a guy from Canada who doesn't like Canadian football. He likes American football, so he's trying to go to all of the NFL games he can and see American football games. I was a nice guy. I liked Danzig. So he's a heavy metal guy. I liked Danzig a lot. So I sat next to him at a Bengals game and I talked to him forever. Nice guy. But did you see maybe let's give Canada a game? Maybe more games in, in Mexico, South America. Would you would you try to do that a little bit more? Yeah, would that be easier travel? Or really, is is the travel for an NFL game for a team to go to London? Is that maybe no more different than say an East Coast team taking a trip to the West Coast? It's just it's going to be played at a different time zone. That's all. You're going to have to get over the jet lag a little bit. If you plan this thing out right, if you schedule this thing right, it should be okay. Could you imagine London getting an NFL franchise eventually? I don't think that's going to happen, though. But I did like when, before it was NFL Europe, you had the World League of American Football. Then that became NFL Europe, and I actually liked NFL Europe. I think I like the NFL Europe game better than the USFL game and the XFL. 
I would watch that more than I would watch the current crop of, of spring football games. I'm not even sure how long that's going to last. I guess it's, it's doing better than it did the first time around with the XFL, the USFL. Not necessarily a big fan of that because, you know, they have host cities. So I guess if you want to grow the game, it's going to have to do the international style. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I was talking to one of our salespeople this morning as well. We were talking about the Christmas game. And he looked at me and said, you know, I just all I do is sit around on Christmas Day. This is going to be great for me because on Christmas Day, I just sit around. And for a lot of people, you, you wake up, you have kids, you're waking up early, you're going down, Santa Claus is visited, you're opening up all the presents, and then somebody is in the kitchen doing, doing the cooking, if that's not you, and you're just waiting, right? If, if you have young kids, you had kids, they're, they're doing their own thing with, with all the gifts that Santa Claus has brought them, right? And then you're just sitting there waiting, waiting to do something. Now you have all-day football. And is that going to cut in on the all-day NBA? And for me, it's yes. I'm going to watch all-day football over all-day NBA every single time. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not a bad thing. You have a multitude of games here. You have all-day NFL. You have all-day NBA. So you're not going to be too bored on Christmas. If you're not a big basketball fan and you want to do something on Christmas, and you know a lot of people go see the movies on Christmas Day, go see a Christmas Day movie, which I never got into that concept. But that's, that's another topic for another day. But now you have this. I'd like to see maybe Christmas Day hockey. Can I get Christmas Day hockey? I know. Stay off the hockey topic. I'll signal you next time we do hockey. And, of course, uh, speaking of hockey, we got hockey coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The New Jersey Devils facing off against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Devils trail the second-round series 3-1. to one. Need a win to stay alive. Hurricanes can advance to the Eastern Conference final with a win. Also, the Seattle Kraken will take on the Dallas Stars. That's going to be the uh, late game. The Kraken need to bounce back from a really bad performance in Game 4. So the Stars are looking to take advantage of home ice. But we've got that first game tonight coming up at 6.30. It's going to be the Devils and the Hurricanes. We'll have that here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. Edmonton beat Vegas 4-1 yesterday. And Toronto stays alive, beating Florida 2-1. The Maple Leafs are in desperate need of a win in that series. They got one. They got a win out. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Once again, you can find me on Twitter. I appreciate your feedback. Always looking forward to it. Especially, especially on Twitter. Always love to hear the direct feedback from you. And while you're there, if you would give me a follow as well, I'd appreciate it. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow.